story I heard from a Yid, Reb Chaim Zayid, who told the story firsthand. He actually heard the story from other people, and he went to this Rabbi Gold from Beit Shemesh to actually hear the story from his mouth. So he could say over the story firsthand. I can't do that. I live too far away. I live in Lakewood. So, but I'm saying over what I heard from Reb Chaim Zayid. There's a koilal in Ramot that opened two years ago. And this koilal, the average, you should just know, the average stipend that a yungaman, a koilal person in Eretz Yisrael gets, is between five and six hundred dollars a month. That's what they make. How they live on it, I don't know. And now that they cut the taktziv, the, the, what the government gives in, in, in a, in an eighth, it's really terrible. My, my daughter told me today that they used to get 750 shekel a month. This month they got 180 shekel. Crazy. This koilul in, in Ramot gives almost four times the amount. They give $2,000 a younger man every month. Shh, don't tell anybody which koilul it is. They're going to come lining up. They have over 80 younger light in the koilul. And everybody is going crazy, and they want to know, how does this man do it? He doesn't even come to America to collect, not twice a year, not three times a year, not even once a year. He doesn't leave his madrash. How does he do it? And he never misses, and the checks are on time. It's unbelievable. They made a cheshman, and he spent in the last two years over four million dollars on the curl. And they really wanted to know how is he getting the money? So what did they do? They asked him that they want to make a masiba the night of Purim. And all the Yungalite came to his house and they sang and they drank. Maybe it was in the day of Purim. And they drank wine. And they got the Rish Kodil a little higher and higher and higher. And then in the middle, someone said, Rish Kodil, we want to know how in the world do you fund the Kodil? Can you please tell us? And he said, I'll tell you the story. And this is the story that Rabbi Gold, the Rish Kail, told to Abhaim Zayid. A few years back, Rabbi Gold has Baruch Hashem, a Mishpacha Bruchat Yiladim. He has, can I know her, a lot of children. He has 12 children. Beautiful. And a father knows when the kids need to get away and a change an ear out. And he decided that he's going to take his family on a trip. Now, he also realized that there's a problem when you have 12 kids. So you have six kids that are under the age of 8, and you have six kids that are between 10 and 20. And what the 10 and 20 year old kids want, and consider a good time, is not what the 0 to 6 kids, the 8 to 10 year old kids want. So he split his family in half, and he said, Today in the evening, I'm going to take the 10 to 20 year olds, and tomorrow we're going to take the 0 to 10 year olds. And they get into this vehicle, and they go. And they went to a few places, and they had a good time. And that's Israel, I think, when a good, a good time means you took a good walk up a mountain, you come to a nachal, you stick your toes in maybe, and you come back, whatever, they had a gewaltige time. He was coming back home, and all of a sudden, he feels that the car is not going anymore. And he looks down, 
at the gauges to see if he's having a, a, there's no oil. And he sees the oil light's not on. What's on? His giz tank is below E. Empty, empty, empty. And he has no gears. So, it's already 11.30 at night. So he turns on his blinkers on the side of the road. And he's waiting. Can't stand outside. Chas you're going to get killed. Cars are zooming by. And nobody's stopping. Everybody's going their merry way. No one stops. And he waited 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Finally, about a half hour later, he sticks his hand out the window and he's waving and finally a car pulls over. The guy takes one look and he says, Ah, Charedim, forget about it. I'm a Chiloni. I'm fry, I'm secular. Not interested, I'm not too fond of religious Jews. Have a nice night. And he drives off. This Yid Rabbi Gold, he's not phased. He believes in Hashem, Hashem is going to take care of him. We are Hashem's children. Hashem is going to take care of us. We have a need, we have a crisis. It's all in Hashem's hands. Don't worry about it. A few minutes later, this same guy comes back. And he says to him, What's your name? My name is Rabbi Gold. Where do you live? I live in Beit Shemesh. He says, My conscience didn't let a family sitting at 11.30 at night on the side of the road. Come, you need gears? Get into my car. He got into his car and he left his 20 year old boy to watch the other kids in the car. And he had a gas tank, a gas can, and he took it out of his trunk, and they're going. They drove about five minutes, and they come to a gas station. He says, here, here's a gas station, go fill it up, and I'll drive you back. Rabbi Gold gets out of his car, and he walks to the gas pumps, and he sees that you can't just go past, you have to go inside to the office to pay first, and then you can get gas. A minute later, he's back in the car. He says, can you please take me back to my car? And he says, you didn't get gas. He says, I can't buy gas in this gas station. He says, what happened? He says, look at that sign. You see that sign in the office flashing? Patuach b'Shabbat. We, gas station, are open on Shabbos Kodesh. I can't buy gas in such a gas station. So the man said, are you a sugar? Are you crazy? What are you, nuts? Your family's stuck on the highway. It's after Chatzos already. It's after midnight. And there's gasoline here. Just take it. Don't be an idiot. So Rabbi Gold told this Freyid, Adoni, you don't understand. You see, I love Hashem. And Hashem loves me. And for someone to sell gasoline on Shabbat, on Shabbos, is one thing. But to flash it and to tell everybody, we are open, we're open on Shabbos, we sell gas on Shabbos, that's a different level. That's dishonoring Hashem. I can't watch this. I can't, I can't sit quiet. I have to stand up for the honor of Hashem. I'd rather sleep in my car a whole night then be part of this Chil Hashem and, and buy gears from such a gear station. The man, this Chiloni, was so angry. He says, I always heard crazy things about the from Yidin. This is nuts! You're nuts! You're crazy! He drove back Rabbi Gold to his car and he said, Get out! Get out of my car! And he pulled off. Rabbi Gold's fine. He goes back into his car. He says to Hillel, 
About ten minutes later, who's stopping for him? This Chiloni, he's back again. He says, you know, I can't leave you here like this. I really shouldn't be helping you. What you did is sugar But I just feel bad for your kindalach. The the kids are sleeping in a car overnight. They didn't do anything wrong. He says, you know what? Come in my car. We'll go to a different gas station. He went to a different gas station. They had to drive 15, 20 minutes till they got to another gas station that's open after 12 o'clock at night. And they come to the gas station. By the time they come back, the whole thing took oh, oh, half hour, 45 minutes till they got back into the, back to his car. And he put gasoline into his car, enough to get home, and Baruch Hashem. He said goodnight to the guy, he thanked him very much. And that was the end of it. That was the end of the story. And the next day he went to this other half of family. This time he made sure to go in a full tank. L'chaim l'shalom, everything is fine. Three, four months later, he gets a phone call. Hello, I got gold. Ken? You're the guy that was on the side of the road that uh, ran out of gears and you went to the gear station, Patuach Shabbat, and you didn't want to take the gears? Yeah, 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 that's me. He says, I'm the driver. I want to meet you. Where can I meet you? He says, um, I'm in Beit Shemesh now, you know, and this is the street, and this is this corner, come, and where I live. He says, no problem, I'm coming to your house. Okay, Rabbi Gold went, and he's made nice. The guy's coming. And the guy walks in, and he says, listen here. I have to talk to you privately. Nobody here. Okay. He tells him, my father owned six humongous buildings in Tel Aviv. And he died. And I am the only Yerush, the sole inheritor. And in his will, it said like this, I leave everything to my son, but 40% of it, I want of my 40% of my estate to go to somebody that Hashem loves. And then he explained, the father said, listen here, while my, during my life, I wasn't such a good Jew. I wasn't such a good yid. I didn't do all the mitzvahs. And I know when I come to Shemayim, Hashem is not going to be very happy with me. So I figure that if I help somebody that Hashem loves, then it'll help me out in the next world. And I read this strange request, and I have no idea, who in the world can I give this 40% to? Who does Hashem love? And then last night, it flashed into my head, the story, and I remember how you said, I love Hashem, and Hashem loves me. And I knew right away that you're the guy, that, I, that that's what my father meant, that's who it is. You thought about Hashem, and he stood up for Hashem's honor. And this is the guy who stood up for Hashem's honor and didn't, would rather sleep in a car than support someone that's patuach b'shabes. This is the man that my father wants that I should give the money to. And he says, I got 40% of those six buildings and every month comes in tremendous money from the rents of the buildings. And I take the money and I give it out to the younger light. And this is how the koilo is in existence. What a beautiful story.